welcome to Youth Unmasked, the podcast where we have candid conversations about the real challenges teenagers face today. From school life to friendships, mental health to pop culture, we're diving into it all with the aim of shedding light on the issues that matter most to our youth. Join us as we unmask the truths and share the experiences that make up the journey of being a teenager in the modern world. Well, welcome back to Youth Unmasked Podcast. This is officially episode three, um, second week of recording. We made it past the first week of recording, right? Yeah. Woo! Yeah. We're actually doing it. Um, these next couple episodes is actually just going to be um, four of us. One of us is busy. But first and foremost, I'm your host, Brandon, joined today by my beautiful wife, Alizé. Hey. And then we have Sarai and Mariah. Hey. Hey. So um, Connor is busy. We have some busyness. This is another thing we're going to talk about eventually, but he's doing his thing. Um, he'll be back by the next set of episodes. But today we're going to get into episode three. We have some good stuff we're going to talk about, but first... I was uh I told everybody last week that we're all going to ha- kind of have a scripture ready and we're it's always going to be different. But we're going to play a little game before this. Um I will be I'm not going to be doing the scripture today because I'm going to be hosting this game. Ugh. But um winner of this game will be doing their scripture today. So, but here's the thing. We're going to see how well your spelling skills are. Oh my this is going to be bad. <laughs> so, I'll just do it. I'll um, just be doing the scripture. So just, uh, so just, just to clarify, uh, both uh, Mariah I and Sarai are juniors in high school. Um, I myself, as well as Alizé, obviously are graduated. Alizé is actually college educated with a degree. That don't mean so, she can spell, though. Um, I'm, no, <laughs> I'm not saying, well, you being a junior in high school doesn't mean you can spell either. Oh, I know I can't spell. So, um... But let's start off. Let's start off simple. We're gonna go with these are seventh grade spelling words. If it's principal, so these are these are words. These are words that if you were in the seventh grade and you had a spelling test, which they don't do that in seventh grade, but if they did, like a spelling bee, these are spelling uh, seventh grade spelling words. So here's what's gonna happen. This is actually inspired by a podcast I've listened to. but what's going to happen is we'll start. Um, how do you guys want to start? Mariah, do you want to start? Or do you want to start with Alize? Alize, do you want to start? It's fine. Yeah. Alize will start. We'll go down. If all three get it, we move on to the next grade. So we'll go to eighth grade. And then um, if you're out, obviously you're out. Now, here's the thing. Now, there's, there's only three of you guys. Hold on. Say, say Mariah gets out, and it's Sarai and Alize. They both get it. We go to eighth grade. Sarai misses eighth grade. You still have to do an eighth grade one, you know, Alize. Um, so, does that make sense? Is it single elimination? Yeah. Wait, so what if I, what if I miss the eighth grade one, but Alize gets it, but she doesn't do it either? What's going to happen with that? Like, so, if y'all both either. miss it, then we go back. Okay. And you okay, just I have go a question. somebody. Yes. Can I spell it out on paper? No. Okay. Uh, oh. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 you can. So, you can only write it on paper, you cannot use your phone. So oh, I can't write in my Bible. Yeah, I don't know if you have a notebook or. But so, let's go with. All right, Alize, this is your first word, seventh grade level word. My goodness. Your word is illegal. Ah. 
Oh. <laughs> illegal. I L L E G A L. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> I was a little nervous there. It makes it that yeah, much I more uh, nerve wracking whenever this person in front of you gets. So, are you ready? Your seventh grade level word is athlete. You can I help each other, by the way. I'm not writing down for Don't you worry. I ain't cheating. These, you can use seventh grade level, like, can you use it in a sentence? Um, I don't know the origin of country or whatever it is. <laughs> I have no idea. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, A um, T H. E. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. T-E. <laughs> Did you forget the L? <laughs> the correct spelling is A-T-H-L. It was E-T-E. L. I only had one. Athlete. I said A-T-E. So, it was fun. All right. Mariah, are you ready? Sure. Your seventh grade level word. Cinnamon. Girl. <laughs> okay, wait. I gotta spell it out. Cinnamon. You should cinnamon. know this. You you you're a baker, so you cinnamon. Cinnamon. Oh, they said cinnamon. All right. C. Okay. I n i m m o n. Oh, dang. Incorrect. What I meant. C i n n. A N M O N. Okay, wait, yes. let me write it down so I can remember. C I N. Well, that game went a lot shorter than I thought it would. Yeah. Seventh grade is crazy. Seventh seventh grade. You think I paid attention in seventh grade? I don't even know how to spell principal. You don't know you don't know how to say it either. Principal. Principal. How do you spell it? Principal. Go. I'm, I told you I don't know how. P R I N C I P A L. Is it A L or is it L E? A L principal. Okay, good. I spelled it right Not in my essay. <laughs> you know what? There's sure. two types of principles. L E is the principal of something, and then A L is the like the job. Neither one looked right in my face though. Like when I'm, you know, like when you spell a word and it looks right. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't look right. Sometimes my words look right and they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alize, congratulations on your big win today, man. That was seventh grade. You want to go for an eighth grade level word? Let's do it. Don't do it, Alize. Let's see how let's see how far she can go. Let's see how far she can go. So how well can you go? We are at eighth grade level words. Your word is, are you ready? Sure. Epidemic. E P I D. E-M-I-C. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. I'm going to fact check you real She's quick. She's so Good smart. Thing. Guys, I'm married to such a smarty pants. <laughs> hey, I have a question, Brandon. What's your question? Is the only reason you're not doing this because you can't spell either? <laughs> no, I can spell. Give me a word. <laughs> Grab your phone. Give me a word. Uh, let's, let's see. Say, it. G- uh, give me. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> give me a real word. Um, okay, okay, okay. It has okay. to be one that you know if I get it right or wrong. Okay. Well, it's limited. Burrito, B-U-R-R-I-T-O. He worked burrito. at Taco Villa. He knows. That doesn't mean I spelled out the word burrito all the time. I don't know what that, what does that have to do with anything? No, I don't 
wait, cappuccinos. Yeah. You, look at you know how to spell blondie? Yeah. Oh. B L O N D I E. Wrong. What? Dab on them. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I do believe I could spell it. If y'all want to get some words, I'd be okay, happy well, to play wait. too. But, Alize, we're going to go on to your ninth grade level word. Let's go with technician. Missed it by one. Oh. It's A N. A N. I was gonna say A N, but technician. That is some of the hardest. The A <laughs> Ns, the O Ns. Okay, I have one, Brandon. Okay, let's hear it. Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, that is so hard to spell. I have to like keep hard. looking back when I'm writing it. B E C H N E Z Z E R. I thought it was A-R. Might be A-R. It's A-R. Damn. Ah, you lost. That's like By a, one letter, I think, That's though. like an old school name, too. All right, let me hear what you, you got. Know. Legislation. Legislation. L-E-G-I-S-L-A-T-I-O-N. Okay. Wait. Okay. Onomatopoeia. O-N-O-M-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-
For you. Me and Sarah are dumb. Y'all are not dumb. Well, <laughs> spelling test says otherwise. Fahrenheit, that's a hard one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know how to spell it. So. No. Exactly. F E R E N H E I G H T. Is it is it F E R E N So what is it? Is it Fahrenheit? F A H R E N H E I T. Yeah, I was about to say, you said G? I wouldn't have gotten that one either. Well, the height. I didn't know if it was E-I-H-T or height. So, that's it. See, I would just put the little zero and the F. Yeah. That's all I got. Well, so now that you won, Alizé, you get to share your scripture for today. What do you have in store for us? I have James 5.16, and this is the NIRV translation. It says... So confess your sins to one another. Pray for one an- pray for one another so that you might be healed. The prayer of a godly person is powerful. Things happen because of it. Okay. You said it was James James five sixteen. Let me go to So, what are you what are you going to? I'm trying to uh, go to our notes so I can remember what exactly to do. Yeah, just evaluate it. What does it make you feel? How does so it make you feel? When reading this, um, it honestly it makes me feel like number one, um, prayer has weight. Hmm. Um, number two, if you're not prayed up, like, you can essentially, like, so, so basically it, for me, it's like you, you, like, if you're not prayed up, then you really are just like, I wouldn't say your prayers aren't powerful, like, if you're not in the word or if you're not. Um, like, fully, in a sense, like, have your relationship with God. I, I feel like your prayer still has value, but if you were that much further, mm-hmm. your prayers would be that much powerful, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, because if you're not in tune with God, then um, what what can happen is your prayers can be... Um, almost like surface level. We talk we yeah. talk about this all the time. Like if there's surface level type prayers, and um, you really want, I believe power works no matter like no matter what. But uh, I said power. I'm sorry. Prayer works no matter what. But I think it's important 
um, that you're, you're in tune with your relationship with God as well. Um, and then when it says confess your sins to one another, just to, it just goes to say like to, um, create that bond to praying and confessing your sins with one another is like, I, I don't know how to explain it specifically, but it's like you're building a bond with one another and, um, you're just laying your burdens down. Yeah. And it allows you to be more comfortable. And I think in that in that sentence itself it's powerful. Yeah, that's good. Uh with the whole like um the first thing that you were saying, I think that it really comes down to like God's gonna meet you wherever you are. So yeah. of course either way you're gonna have blessings in your life and you're gonna have like God's still going to provide for you and your family and stuff like that. But if you were just, if you just took that extra two hours that you used to be on your phone or, like, you used to be partying and stuff like that. Right. If you took those two hours and you gave it to God and solely God, it would just be, like, the blessings would be so much better. Uh, they would They would just be so much more enhanced whenever it came to, like, pretty much anything you know like god will meet you if you go if you go halfway he'll meet you halfway but he's never gonna go more than what you are he's a gentleman he's not gonna force himself on you yeah so he needs you to be the one who starts it first and i think that that comes in with like the whole like take the first step and then you'll see that's whenever faith comes into play because there's a lot of people who say well i need to see it before i can actually go into god and stuff like that and um, now I do see that there's, like, special occasions whenever God sees that you actually really need to see it first, especially, like, after past trauma, um, after you've been let down so much. He needs to, he knows whenever, he knows your heart, and he knows whenever you need to see it, yeah. actually. And I think that then he, that, that's a different story. But there's also a point in time where you just got to trust him enough for you to at least take that first step and I promise you like he's gonna like it's gonna be like over exceeding what he does after that you know yeah and I really liked how you said it yeah I think it's just really like you you can't you can't be mad at God whenever you go 50% and he doesn't go 100 yeah yeah you can't be mad I think it's really important to have that person that you pray with and Mm. it can't I mean it's not doesn't have to be just one person it can be anyone it ha- it can be uh, your mom it can be a friend or it can be just like really anyone it can be over the phone it's just having that person who's with you and praying with you and then you pray for each other you pray for the same thing I need prayer and then they pray for you and then you pray for yourself if you have that re- kind of relationship that benefits you in the long run because your relationship is Christ-filled. Yeah. And when your relationship is Christ-filled, it goes way long, like it stays. But then there's also those kind of relationships that kind of like, like you're fake, like you're, that your friendships, you pray with each other, but it's not like, it's, what am I trying to say? It's not like, um... Is it almost like surface level? That's like kind of like just praying, just because you're supposed to pray. 
Yeah, everything. well, it's it's more like like the people who are being fake around you, like they or have a fake relationship with Christ, or maybe you have a fake relationship with Christ. I love the Lord, but then you go do this, and you keep doing it, and then you repent, and then you go do it again, knowing that you ask for forgiveness, and if you're going to keep asking for forgiveness, I mean, it's like talking to your parents, saying like, hey, can I, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, saying I'm sorry so many times, but you keep doing it. And so, um, but, like, having that kind of friend, like, being like, yes, I love the Lord, and they just talk different around you, and they act different around you, but then you see videos of them, and they're acting totally different. Yeah. And so, you have to be um, almost... Just real. Yeah. You have to be real. You have to be aware of the people who are like that around you, and then talk to them and just be like, hey, I noticed... That this is happening, and I want to I want to make sure you're okay. If you're not okay, then let me see how I can help you. And that's how you build that relationship in yeah. Christ filled. So, like in the first um, sentence, it says confess your sins, and it's almost like a sense of um, get vulnerable with one another, yeah. right? Before like praying with one another, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you can't pray for someone without completely fully. I mean, you can pray for people without right. knowing their story. Right. But, like, in this deep commitment deep type connection. of friendship yeah. yeah, that you're trying to create, yeah. you have to say, hey, I messed up here, and I did this sin, and I did that sin. Can you pray for me? Mm-hmm. Like, doing that, letting that out, being vulnerable, and then allowing the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit does. Right. Yeah, I think that that really comes in with the play of, like, every Christian needs a Christian mentor. Yeah. Like, you, of course, and a Christian mentor, what I've always seen it as, is somebody that's usually older than older than you, but it's mainly somebody that's more wise within their Christian lifestyle. And, um... I think that it's a very important thing to do just because you have that wisdom that you can always fall back on. And you always have that one person that you can always just, you just know that if you go and talk to them and you go tell them all your stuff, like they're not going to judge you. Like They're just going to be there and they're just going to stand in agreement with you and continue to pray with you and to pray for you and to pray for everything that's happening in your life. And I think that's a very important thing to have in your Christian in your Christian walk with God, like, it's not like, um, it, like, of course, there are people who don't have them, and I'm not saying that they're wrong, but I'm saying that it's really nice to at least have that mentor that you can always talk to, and also, where they can sit there, I think whenever you have a mentor, whenever you go choose it, like, whenever you understand, I think that that's a person you needed to be able to take criticism from. Yeah. Because that's what I think that's one of the main things that they're for. And they can they can go up to you and they can be like, Yeah, that wasn't right for you to do. You need to go apologize. You need to you need to talk to God about that. You need to do that stuff. I think that's really something that you need to that you need to have because the Bi- like even the Bible says peop- like you're gonna get criticism and you gotta learn how not to take it wrongly. Like you gotta yeah. just take it. So I think there's a difference between criticism uh, which everybody gets criticism we live a daily life of criticism and then 
mentors so mentorship is two-sided there's the side of the person being mentored so that would be teenagers um young people and there's a mentor role and what i've seen is teenagers have like mentorship gets killed for teenagers the second that account that is the second that accountability comes into play whenever because um there's a difference between criticism and accountability criticism is saying is judgment that's saying man you are a bad christian for that accountability is saying i know you're better than this so let's fix it and what happens is everybody's like man i really want a mentor i want somebody to come and help me and i want somebody to be there for me and they do exactly what you just said they pray with you they don't judge you they don't do these things and that's the good side of the coin Mm -hmm. but then you flip it and it comes to a point in time where your mentor says hey i'm gonna hold you accountable for the things that you have done wrong that's exactly whenever people get offended and then they run they say oh no i just it didn't work with me and them because they just they didn't they just judge me that's all it was when in reality the mentor was never there to judge you the mentor was there to keep you accountable and say hey we are better than this we are bigger than sin we are bigger than the hurt we are bigger than your past self um and i think accountability is something that a lot of students struggle with because um although yes the generation before us is stubborn they don't want to listen they think that their way is the only way at the end of the day y'all said it perfectly they still have more wisdom than us they have lived life longer than us they have done things and seen things that we have yet to see and there's a happy balance between just doing things the way that it used to be because it's just always been like that and doing it because you want to know their wisdom you want to know why they went through what they went through how they got through it so i think mentorship is great and i think um y'all hit it on the head i think that scripture talks volumes on share your troubles share what you have share them with somebody who cares and shares these things but don't ever be like don't ever run away when someone holds you accountable because that doing life and ministry i've seen that so many times I've had students come to me and say, man, Pastor Brandon, I I can't hear God. I can't feel God. I don't know what to do. I try to read my Bible. And I ask them and I say, when do you do it? They're like, oh, I just do it when I'm sad. And I say, that's not right. Mm-hmm. You have to do it at all times. Yeah. And in those moments, they go, well, that's kind of mean. And I don't mean it out of a place of um, hatred or a place of criticism. I mean it out of a place of accountability and love. Yeah. Because at times people think love is this sweet, um, subtle, quiet, gentle emotion that we have. But real love sometimes is tough. When you love somebody so much, you love them enough to have hard conversations and say, listen, I'm sorry you're not going to like what I'm about to say. But I love you enough to tell you and let you be upset with me for a little bit. Right. But you need to hear this. Yeah. So love, I think. Yeah, love isn't telling people what they want to hear. The Bible talks about love is patient, love is kind. But at the same time, too, love is truth. Yeah. You have yeah. to be honest. Love is mm-hmm. honest. Love is not telling you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Right. 
students every single day surround themselves with a bunch of yes men and that is why they end up going down the road that they do because um, nobody ever wants to disagree nobody ever wants to be the person to say hey this is not a good idea right this is stupid this is not what we live for everybody wants to be like yeah man yeah you got it you do you we live in such a you do you culture uh Mm -hmm. you be comfortable in who you are culture uh all these things culture when the bible itself says you have to die to yourself yeah Mm -hmm. you have to literally die to be able to live with god and that is true love jesus himself when he was walking this earth probably he did not want to die on this cross his flesh literally said let this be taken away but he loved us so much that he was like i'm gonna do the hard thing for Mm -hmm. the people that i love the most so I think mentorship is great, but I think if you're listening and you say, I've gone through eight different mentors, none of it's ever worked out, there's a common denominator in those processes, yeah. and that is mm-hmm. you, and that might be you being offended by accountability. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a difference between accountability and judgment, yes. but still, if you get offended by accountability and run, I'm sorry to say it, but at times, you may be the problem in those situations. Yeah. So. Um, I was, I was thinking this while you were saying it, but it doesn't really apply to me. <clears throat> but it's having those that kind of relationship in a relationship. Oh, yeah. When you're in a a relationship, you know, and um, I think it's super important because if if your faith is oh my I live for Jesus and this uh, and your boyfriend or girlfriend's faith is yeah I mean I guess I love the Lord that's not really going to work out in the long run because it's going to be difficult trying to say, well, let's go to church. And he's like, well, maybe I, I just don't really want to go to church with you. I don't want to, that's really not my thing. I mean, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like having that relationship with a significant other is super important. So yeah, dating can get very tricky in this yeah. whole scenario. Um, I tell students all the time, Number one, find somebody who loves Jesus. Mm -hmm. And if they don't love Jesus, at least make sure they know Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they're teachable to say this. But the second it becomes, I'm not going to make it to church because my boyfriend or my girlfriend doesn't want to go. Or I'm not going to make it to church. I want to hang out with them in the relationship right then and there. The Bible talks about it is is a sin to be with a non-believer. But I do truly believe that God can change anybody. But when you make, but when you start conforming to what they want because they're your significant other, and it makes you sacrifice your church time and all these things, mm-hmm. and then you're idolizing, you are idolizing them. them. Mm-hmm. Relationships will take sacrifice, and teenagers are gonna choose: Am I gonna sacrifice the time I have with my significant other, or am I gonna sacrifice my church time? Right. And if you start sacrificing your time with God, then and there, that's when you're idolizing yeah. your significant other. Well, anything else? Any other comments on the scripture? Mm-mm. No. Well, let's get started. Today, I want to touch on a topic that I have dealt with, and that is seasons in life. Whenever I actually had a conversation today after I had already put this, like gave you all the notes and everything, not mm-hmm. notes, but told you the topics um, with a friend of mine who 
he's currently in a season of like comfort. Mm. He's in a season where he's just doing everything he does because he's comfortable. And I had to, I had to have one of these come to Jesus meetings, one of these accountability meetings mm-hmm. and sit sit there and tell him you're doing yourself a disservice because you want to just stay in your comfort season. And I think we struggle all the time when it comes to the seasons changing in our lives. And I think a lot of it is because we tend to get comfortable yeah. and we tend to get complacent where we are. I, I can remember when I was in high school, my freshman summer going into my sophomore year, I had planned to go to um, one of the two high schools we have here in town. And that summer we moved. My parents moved houses. Obviously I had to move with them. And I ended up having to go to the other high school in town. And that was, yeah, I'm actually, I mean, alma mater. And, uh, but the hardest part of it was, it was so uncomfortable. And that, that season of change in my life was so hard. So much so that it put me in kind of a bad place mentally and just spiritually and emotionally. I mean, when I tell you, I I don't know if y'all have ever, but I walked in on the first day and I walked into the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Mind you, there's 600 kids in the cafeteria right now. Mm. And I knew nobody. And I sat there and I like freaked out. I didn't want to be that kid sitting alone. I also didn't want to be that kid to be like, hey, um, can I sit here? And they're like, sorry, that seat's taken. Oh, yeah, that's kind of embarrassing. Like, so those seasons, and I think a lot of times um, we get angry because we have seasons of change. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to accept the fact that seasons change. Mm -hmm. Seasons will change forever. Um, My mentor told me the only constant in life is change. I think we said that in one of the episodes Mm-hmm. previously the only constant in life is change and sometimes that is such a struggle mm-hmm. and you know what i think a lot of times it it hurts people more when it's when that change is in the people they're with yeah. we see people who they're they're stuck in toxic friendships or toxic relationships or toxic environments because that's just always how it's been mm-hmm. and they don't understand that people even people are seasonal in your life now they may be there for a long season like some of us have people who have been in our lives for long seasons Mm -hmm. very few and far between that you have people that are there for your whole life that aren't family yeah that aren't blood family but even that sometimes that season has to go Mm -hmm. but we sit there and we struggle because man, i've known them all my life I've literally known them since I was in diapers. I can't just not. And what that does is when you get stuck in that season, you have, like, let me try to put it like this. If you keep, like, digging at the old fruit that was that was harvested years ago, you will never be able to fully focus on the new fruit that, you're, that you need to harvest. Mm-hmm. Because you're just so caught up in the past. Mm-hmm. You're so caught up in the old fruit. And you're just trying to you're trying to get something out of nothing at this point like the fruit is dead yeah you're beating a dead horse stop but we sit there and we say no i can't i can't i've known them all my life i love them they say that we've been through so much together and it leads you down a dark path mm-hmm. yeah. 
It really does. Um, it, the scariest thing, um, what am I trying to say? Like, for me, I always get super comfortable, and then when I know I'm comfortable, I'm like, I gotta change something up. Mm -hmm. But that's scary, changing something. Like, recently, I've, I haven't had a job that I've worked for someone else. I've always worked for family, and then now I have a job. I'm working for someone else, and that was the scariest thing this year. Like, I was so scared because I didn't know how it was going to be. I've never done it before. I didn't know what to ask, what questions to ask, um, if these people were going to like me. And it was so scary because it was that changing. It was changing into something, a new point in your life. This is my first job. And, um, and it was really scary for me to take that step because one I didn't know if it was right I didn't know if there was if it was the right timing but if you're gonna wait for the right time to change then it's never gonna come because you have to change when you're uncomfortable because if you're not if what am I trying to say my without without discomfort there will never be growth yes I even yeah well it's because my mom she always tells me I said this in law a last episode but mm-hmm. she tells me if you don't do it while you're scared you won't do it and if you wait to do it until you're not scared then you'll never ever do it yeah. and so that it's kind of you know going towards change like I was scared to get a job I didn't want to do it but it was going to happen eventually and I had to mm-hmm. have it happen and so I just did it while I was scared and I was scared like scared is an understatement for sure two years ago we went to camp and um, we rented Airbnbs to stay off campus from camp. And we took a total of, it was like five, no, it was four different vehicles. Three of them were like 15 passenger vans. One of them was just an SUV. And um, across the 45 students we took, I, I meticulously went in and I, I looked at all the names of the students and I put them in different vans and in different houses than who their friends were in. And when I tell you that they were so mad at me in the beginning, when they got there to that day that we took off to camp, I was like, you're over here. And they were like, oh, can I be with my with my best friend? And I was like, no, you're going to be over here and they're going to be over there. And they, like, I had people who, like, started doubting if they even wanted to go to camp because I took them out of their comfort zone. And I'm not saying this, like, pat myself on the back because it's not what it's for but I took them out of their comfort zone and I told them I said give it this five days I said you're only going to be with these these different people when you're in the van or when you're sleeping like when you're going to bed I said you're going to get to see your best friend at camp like we have eight hours with them and at first they were everybody everybody was like this is so stupid like they were in such a bad mood that initial time and I was like I promise and by the end of camp, there was so many friendships that were made that they were like, I didn't know this person was like this. They're so cool. Like, we have so much in common. And I told them, I said, you'll never be able to grow if you are un- if you are comfortable. I believe comfort is a trap. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I think don't get, like, comfort mixed up with rest. Rest is necessary. Rest is something that is biblical. Comfort, on the other hand, when you're just comfortable and complacent and you're just living life, going with the flow, 
when you're nonchalant, the one I almost had to spell, I think the nonchalantness, and I, I say that coming from somebody who used to live a life so nonchalantly. Nah, whatever. I'm cool with whatever. Let's just go for the ride. Let's just, and it became a trap because not only do you just keep hiding what you're scared of, you don't want to face your real issues or your real feelings or this and that, or at the same time too, um, when you're comfortable and stuff or you're nonchalant about things, you just become kind of a people pleaser. You're mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm fine as long as they're happy. I'm fine as, and in reality, you are never happy yourself. And it can become a trap to where even when you get into a serious relationship, like a relationship that you want to marry somebody, it can create waves and it can create all these things and it can really affect your life and people may be sitting there and they may hear what you said about your job and they may say that does not, I mean, oh, she started a new job. But the truth is if we don't teach students and people to to work through change in the small things, when it comes to the big things, they'll never be able to do it. Right. And they'll struggle and they'll say, I don't know how to deal with this. And there will be something that they say they have to change. Because I've been, my mom used to tell me all the time, like, Humble yourself, get ready to listen to God, because if you don't do it, God's going to do it, and it's going to be really uncomfortable when you do it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really hard. So I think it's important to learn that everything in life is a season. Mm-hmm. This person I was talking to today, he's going to a church, and the church he's going to, I'm not saying he does not like the church, but what I'm saying is, the church, he's only going to this church because he's comfortable at that church. The person who invited him initially, he almost feels like a tie to them to say, well, this is what I, I owe them this because they are the ones that found me. He even mm-hmm. told me, he said, I just feel like because they found me in such a low spot, like I can't just go to another church. Mm. And I had to say, like, everything is seasonal. You had a low season where you needed to find God, and that's where this church came into play. Mm-hmm. And then... Now he's in a season. I had to tell him, you're in a season now where you know God. Now you have to learn how to love God and to serve God and have a relationship with God. And that's a new season. We're really big at saying, I don't care where you go to church, just go to church. I still stand by that. I believe that. Everybody needs to go to church. But you need to also be aware of when it's time for you to take the next step in your relationship. I believe that there's a the way that relationship with God works is you find God, you learn about him, and then you learn to grow your relationship. Just like anything, when I first met Alize, me and Alize like didn't know each other. So then we sat and we talked forever. We just talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. And then after a certain point in time, it was like, okay, well, we've talked enough. Let's actually go on a date. Like, let's just go spend time together. Hmm. Okay. So then we go and we spend some quality time together. And now we say, you know what? We're, we're together enough. I think we really like each other. Why don't you meet my family and I'll meet your family? <laughs> and so we, we met well, each other's family. Well, it wasn't family. really like that, though. True. It was, <laughs> but this is, let's say, this is, the, this is the way a relationship works. After you meet them, this, it did work kind of like that. We meet them. Then you spend quality time with them on a date. Then you meet their family. Then eventually you get engaged. Then eventually you get married. 
then eventually you start a family. There's levels to relationships. Yeah. And that's, there's even levels to your relationship with God. You meet God, you find God. You have an encounter with God. And then for a while, you get to sit there and you just get to learn. That's your learning season. You're in a season of learning, taking everything that you hear. As long as it comes from the Bible, take it in. Newsflash, side note, if you go to a church and they don't preach the Bible, leave that church. Like, leave that church now. But you have your learning season. And then after your learning season, you have a serving season where you learn You've learned what the Bible says. Now it's time to start living it. You learn that the Bible says you are to serve people. You are to serve others. You are to love others. Now you have to do it. And then it continues on and continues on. And there's always the next level that you have to try to find. And if you just stay at one level, if you stay at level one for the rest of your life, it might it might get easier, but you will not get any stronger. Mm. If you keep repeating the same thing over and over again, it's just going to become routine. You're going to become comfortable. And then when real issues do strike because you never learned how to deal with change when you were younger, or you never learned how to deal with change on the small scale, or you never learned how to deal with change um, when you didn't want to, like you just wanted to be comfortable, when it really does strike and you can't get out of it, then you feel like your whole world is crashing down. Mm -hmm. Then you feel like, I don't believe in God no more. Why would God let this happen to me? All these things. You start to hate the church. You start to hate your friends. You start to hate yourself. Mm. And then it turns into just a whole rabbit hole of different things in life that can literally ruin it. Mm -hmm. And so seasons are hard, mm -hmm. but seasons are necessary. Right. We're in the We're in the process of like the, allergy season like the shift between like summer and winter or that shift between fall and spring like when allergies are acting up and there's times where my allergies have acted up and I'm laying in my bed and I'm like I just want to die <laughs> and but I know once I get through it there's a good season on the other side so mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> um I mean, yeah, of course, there's always, yeah. Well, there's, the good season's always there. It's always good to know that it's there and everything. Um, I will say that sometimes you might think that, like, like, the grass is always greener on the other side from both sides, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, you can, you can be in your, give me one season, you can be like, I cannot wait. Especially like whenever, like whenever the um, weather starts to change, like you'll be in summer and you're like, I cannot wait till winter comes, and then we'll go through the summer and everything, and you'll be in winter and you're like, I want summer to come, I want summer to come back already, and it's not, it's always like greener on the other side, but I think it's always good um, to just to know that it's always. Like, another season is always going to come. Like, you can mm -hmm. never really, like how you say, you can't be comfortable in one season. Yeah. yeah. What are some, in your guys' experience, what are some practical ways that you have dealt with change throughout your seasons of life? Mm. And what are some toxic ways that maybe you have dealt with that oh. maybe oh. somebody right now is, is <laughs> really, like, maybe there's somebody right now 
in a transition of seasons in their life and they don't know if what they're doing is toxic or not. Yeah. What are some of those for you guys? For me, uh, is avoiding change and avoiding that. Like, people are like, come, you know, like, it's time for you to change. Like, change it up a little bit. And then you're like, nah, maybe next week. And then you kind of just, you know, put it off. But the change is already there. But the change is coming. Like and procrastinating with yes, your change? Pro- yes, procrastinating. But um, a g- <laughs> you said a good thing. What are some Wait, practical you- ways? Here's the, you might not. We don't know every single practical way. Yeah. But what are some practical practices that you have put or that you have oh. done and um, that, that have worked? Um, taking one step at a time. Because if you're just going to jump into a mm-hmm. season, you're going to get whiplash. Yeah. And you're just going to be like, what happened? Yeah. And yeah. then you're going to be like, uh, I don't really know what's going on. If you take that one step at a time, it'll be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And then you can take a step. Think about it. I mean, it's going to be hard, but and then you got to take another step. And then you're going to be like, oh, gosh, I have to take another step. And mm-hmm. take another step. And you just have to keep taking those steps to get where you are. And then... Once you start feeling comfortable again, then you take another step and start changing it again. And um, those steps may be small, those steps may be big, but they're steps that you have to take to get to that point. Yeah. I think my toxic way of of going through change was complaining. Mm -hmm. Um, I would sit and complain. Why is this happening? Why do we have to do this? I really don't want to do that. Can we just not can we just skip that part and go to the good parts Mm -hmm. yeah um that was mine i was i was a huge complainer and i can still be a complainer at times um still something that is a constant work but um something that i do now is probably obvious but i pray i'm like lord i don't know what is going on what you got plans what your ideas are but just comfort me in the in the process of change. Mm-hmm. Um, help me to do better. Um, help me to not complain. That's something I do have to pray mm-hmm. about. Is help me to not complain. And what does God do? Give me something that I might complain about. <laughs> and yeah. so you have to really sit there and be like, okay, Lord, I hear, I see you there. I see you testing me, but I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, one thing you should always remember is that you're never going through change alone. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're going to, you're changing and then you, um, like, you're going to be like, I have to do this all by myself. This is going to be so scary. Like, you're not going to go through it alone. One, you're going to go through it with God. Mm-hmm. And then you have to have those relationships we talked about. Um, you have to have those relationships to help you get through change because there are going to be hard times. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and, like, downplay it. Like, change is going to be easy. It's no. never easy. Yeah. Like, yeah. it you will have those times that you want to break down and you don't want to change and uh, you have that all that anxiety and um and so having those relationships with you and then having that strong relationship with god will help you in the long run definitely yeah, yeah. some of the some of the worst things i've ever done when it came to change is and it, i guess it can be part of the complaining but i've compared my change to other people's change Mm -hmm. so much and the comparison has killed it for me i've sat there and i've said like man god like look what you did for that person their change went so smooth Mm -hmm. 
And a couple of things happens. Number one, I don't really know how they're changing. Yeah. I don't know the struggles they went through. Mm-hmm. I don't know the battles that they had to fight. And number two, I'm pretty much saying, man, God, I'm not happy with my own life. You didn't do it correctly. And then the other one was, at times, I would fake and I would pretend like I was oblivious to the change. They'd be like, oh, seasons are changing. It's time to... I'd be like, no, it's not. Like, this is still the exact same way it used to be. Like, I'm the same person. Mm-hmm. Life is the same way. I would try to, like, hold together friendship groups because oh, I was... And they'd be like, it's cool. time for us to move on. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm still... Like, we're still cool. Like, we're still boys. We're the closest we've ever been. Like, this, that, and other. And it's been a struggle because... After a while, somebody finally had to be like, it's time to change. Yeah. And in those moments, I would be like, but I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. Yeah. I don't want it to hurt this bad. And you'd sit and you'd cry, and I would bottle it in so much. I'd bottle in all the fear I had and all the, the issues I had. And eventually, out of nowhere, it would just pop. And now everybody's hurt. I'm hurt. Family's hurt, friends hurt, relationships are hurt, my my spirit's hurt, mm-hmm. my relationship with God is hurt, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much I've I've self harmed myself spiritually because I felt like I could just take it all and all alone, yeah. and I would sit there and even like even when I would pray, I wouldn't be like God help me through this. Yeah, I'd sit there and be like God I got this, mm-hmm. and in reality like God knew the whole time like bro you're struggling. You're struggling really hard right now. You need to let it like let it go. Yeah. And so but over time some of the practical things I've learned is to prayer's great. Uh, I mean, obviously I do prayer as well. I have this thing where um I pray throughout the day. If somebody says, Can you pray for me? Yeah, let's pray right now, let's do it. Someone texts, Can you pray? Stop and pray. But one of the biggest things that I do is and I've done before, I'm not going to say I do it every day because I'm going to be lying, but there's times where I wake up and I start a prayer and I just never end it. Mm-hmm. I never say amen. Not saying that amen is the official closing of a prayer, but mentally, once you say amen, in your mind, your prayer's done. What I've done is I've started a prayer before and I've been like, thank you, God, for this day. Da 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 da. Let me have a great day, blah, blah, blah. And then I never say amen. And I just go about my day. And in any moment that something's happening, I say, man, God, help me do this right now, please. And then I just go about my day. And it's not until I get back home and it's time for me to go to bed. And I say, God, thank you for this day. And then I say, amen. And in that moment, I've closed my prayer. And so I've had just 24 hour long prayers of me just constantly. If you ever see me sometimes in public, I'm just talking to myself. Um, I'm either talking to myself or I'm praying and sometimes it's weird, but that's how I do it because I've learned that if I don't center my life around prayer, mm-hmm. it, the the kind of person I am, if I don't first thing in the morning, give my day to God, I will try to keep my, my day in my own hands yeah. mm-hmm. and then I will mess up my day every single time because I, I, I mean, that's just. I'm that human. Like, if I try to do it myself, I'm going to screw everything up. And so, and then I I take some very devoted time for worship. And I've started to change my vocabulary, especially when I pray. When I, 
when I worship and when I pray, I first and foremost, I thank God for everything he's given me. But I also thank God for everything that he's kept me from. Mm -hmm. Because there's seasons in my life where I tell myself, like, I can think back right now and say, man, if I could have done this my way, it would have been great. Mm -hmm. But in reality, God knew that if I would have done it my way, I would have ruined it. And I have to sit there. And even though it was hard through those seasons because I didn't get my way, because truthfully, humans are stubborn and humans are brats. <laughs> And if a human doesn't get their way, just like a little kid, they throw a fit. It might not be physically on the floor hitting your hands and feet like little kids do. But in our minds, we throw fits because God doesn't give us what we want. And because of that, I, I've had to learn to just thank God and say, thank you. I mean, it, it, it upset me at the time, but I trust you and I still love you. And I know it's for my own good. And so those are things that hasn't solved my my season, my seasonal change um, cycle, but it has helped mm -hmm. make that walk. Just yeah, a little I don't bit think easier. it'll ever solve it, but it does no, help yeah. you get through it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's very, very. It's a very real thing. And I think a lot of people don't talk about it enough. Because we just, again, we, d we deflect it. It's time to change. No, I don't want to. Uh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. He said, ah, can we talk about this later? No. Sometimes you have to hit it head on. Mm -hmm. And you have to just, you have to do it. So mm -hmm. I love, um, I love everybody. And if you're listening to this podcast, I love you. But like we said earlier, I love you enough to say that sometimes you're the one holding yourself back. Right. You sit there and you want, you want God to do more with your life. You want to walk in your calling more with in your life. Mm -hmm. You want to hear God some more. Yet you don't ever want to switch up your seasons, and you don't ever want to be uncomfortable. The Bible says, whenever so, whenever they had wine, when they would get new wine, the Bible says you cannot put new wine in old wine skins. Yeah, because then you would ruin not only the wine, but you would ruin the wine skin. And a lot of us right now, we want all this new wine. We want new blessings. We want new friends, new relationships, mm -hmm. new growth in our church, new this, new that, new family health, um, new financial health, new jobs, new promotions. And we, we want to keep our old life, though. We want to keep our old habits and our old thoughts and our old um, ways of thinking and ways yeah, of life. And we say, why is God not doing this? Because if he was to give you new wine in your old wineskin, it would all be ruined. Mm. And that is why change is important. I love, I love talking to people. I love encouraging people. But sometimes people need to hear, hear the truth. And, when some, and they need to hear somebody say, you need to be the one to fix this. Yeah. So. I think the scariest things for when you do change is going from middle school to high school and having or from elementary to middle school because I can remember how scared I was going from mm -hmm. elementary to middle school and then thinking back like like for me thinking back when I went from elementary to middle school I felt like like 
when I when I went, I wasn't scared. But then after I got there, I was scared because my friends were moving on to other friends. And then like that's how you said like it's gonna change, right? And you have to you have to go with change, or you know. Um, but like I have one friend from middle school that I'm still friends with. Like only one of them, and yeah. we had a group chat and it was like maybe six people and one of them stuck yeah. and only one of them stuck and it's it's like I don't know it's just like it was so scary for me to lose all these friends like I was like no I still want to be friends with her she was so funny and then but she wasn't like helping me right mm-hmm. she wasn't I wasn't helping her she wasn't helping me we were just holding each other back and then from um, eighth grade to freshman year that was scary too because I was like I didn't even like I didn't acknowledge I guess it was my last day in middle school until the first day of 10th grade (laughs) I know that's a little late to recognize but yeah um it was just like I was like oh my gosh like that was such a big change in my life Mm -hmm. and I like, I felt like I wasn't even there for it because I felt like I was still in middle school. And, like, mentally, I'm still in seventh grade, but I can't spell seventh grade words. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, like, it's kind of scary to think about how in one year I'm going to be a, I'm gonna be an adult and I'm going off to college. Yeah. And, like I said, I'm still mentally a seventh grader. But I'm excited, honestly, for graduation. And I know mm-hmm. some people who are like, I don't want to graduate. I just want to stay here. And I'm like, really? You want to stay here? But, like, I'm so excited to see what God has for me in the future. Yeah. And so I tell everybody what my college plans are. Everybody. People make fun of the people who peak in high school. I've been the person who's made fun of people who just peak in high school. And I genuinely believe they only peak in high school because that is where they're most comfortable. Mm-hmm. And they just don't want to. They don't want to face the discomfort of life mm-hmm. because I, everybody has potential to soar. Everybody has potential to be so successful and to make an not only just successful, and I don't just mean it financially, but to make an actual impact in the world. Everybody mm-hmm. has that ability. Everybody has it, but not everybody wants to be that uncomfortable mm-hmm. because when you live a life like this. It is full of discomfort. Right. We are, the Bible talks that as Christians, we are weird. Like we are so different than everybody else. Yeah. And there's people who don't like that. They, they want to be just like everyone else. Yeah. And that is where they struggle because they just want to be, they just want to go with the flow. They want to be liked. They want to be popular. And that's why high school was their peak because they were able to do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, the real test is, are you okay with being weird? Like, are you okay with being different? Yeah. And if you're not, why? Mm-hmm. What is it? I mean, a lot of it can just be opinions and all just in that stuff, and we can get into that some other time. But at times, why are we so scared to be so weird? What is it? So. Right. Yeah, um, I, I had a conversation with somebody about like a few weeks ago and we were talking and he was saying that like he was asking me how like my 
school life has been since you started school. It has been like, I think it has been like a whole week that I was in school whenever he asked me this. And I was telling him, I was like, yeah, I, I just, like my, my second to last year in high school, I don't want to get into a long, long crown, like whenever I'm at the like end stretch. I don't want to do that stuff right now, all that stuff. And he, and I was like, there's just some people who just like don't like me. And I've, after a while, I've kind of like had to deal with it. And he told me, he said, he, they don't like you because they see the calling, like, like they don't see it, but like they can see something different about you. And they just don't like how you're different and they can't be different and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And he was telling me that and I was like, thank you. Like that, like it was super true and everything. And I was thinking, I was like, you can't, um, there's just going to be, especially whenever you're called from God to be like in ministry or like in anything like in the ministry of sorts you're always gonna be like kind of like the odd person out Mm -hmm. and it's just because I think that that's I think there are people who like it's usually the people who like are the people who always get along with everybody they um they just don't they like just aren't the biggest fan of you and I think it's mainly because they see something that they they want in you that they just like if they don't have it they're just not gonna like you because of it and I think after like for a while it's it's happened I mean it's happened to me my whole life there have just been people who just like don't like me and I've literally asked multiple who don't like me and I'm like why don't you like me and they're like well, no, like you just like it's just like it's just like. Wow, you're bold. Uh, you know, like, I, like, yeah, I would person, not ask. Yeah, if person, it, I wouldn't be like, be like, you don't like me. Was, what? <laughs> like, what's up? There was one person, and I was <laughs> not like, me. I um, I went to them and I was like, I just don't know why you don't like me. I've never done anything to you, and they were just like, I don't know what it is. You just, you just, I just don't like you. And I was like, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> cries, walks away. <laughs> But um, but they, they, like they were like I don't have I don't have an explanation I just it's just like nah I just don't like you I was like mm, okay and I think that for a while that can be uh very it can be very dis discouraging discouraging yes thank you it can be very discouraging. But I think that that's whenever you have to realize that whenever you're whenever you're in the walk with Jesus and everything, you just have to deal with people who just don't like you. Yeah. But you still have to know that you still have to love them. Mm-hmm. You still have to pray for them. And is it hard? Sometimes. But, like, it's, like, it's kind of, it's just what God called everybody to do, especially people who believe in him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And um, I don't, I don't know where it is in the Bible, but in the chosen, <laughs> um, it's when Jesus is getting ready to send the disciples out, mm-hmm. two by two, right? Mm-hmm. And he talks about like there are gonna be people who don't like you because your faith in me. Yeah. yeah. And those people, like they're gonna, they're gonna try and hurt you, and they're gonna try and do all this to you and they're just gonna try and discourage you like you said but like you really can't let it get to your head because if you do then you're gonna let them change you yeah 
And so you have to make sure that your faith in God is is strong enough for you to go out and share. And if it's not, that's totally fine. Take that time and make it strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, but when you know you're ready and when God says you're ready, then he'll send you out and he'll he'll make you make other disciples. Mm-hmm. And then. But there's always going to be that one person they are like, you're weird. Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you going to do that? Like, why are you reading the Bible in class? Like, um, because I pretend. But <laughs> and and they're going to be like, yeah, she's weird. She reads the Bible. She does this. But like, you just really have to focus on you, on yourself and on God. Because if you focus on these people who are comment- constantly commenting about you, mm-hmm. then um then you won't get anywhere because you're focused on them and not on God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really good. So um, just to recap, no, um, if you're listening and maybe you're going through a season, we all just want to tell you that, number one, you're not alone through your season. Sorry, if you're going through a change of seasons, um, we want you to know that you're not alone through this change of seasons. This is something that is, it's going to be uncomfortable but it's going to grow you and it's going to stretch you. And we promise that by the end of it, or at least at a certain point in your life, you're going to look back at this season and you're going to say, man, I totally understand why that happened now. And I want to tell you that maybe there's people who just need a little bit of confirmation that yes, at times you're hanging on to your friends for a little bit too long. Um, if your friends are not adding to your life, they're actively taking away from your life. And so take that one and run with it because um, if they're not adding to you, they're subtracting from you. Mm -hmm. And if they're constantly subtracting for you, you're not focusing on God enough. So, but that's about all the time we have for today. Before we go, we want to pray. Who wants to pray? Let's go. Let's go. Spelling bee. You ready? Um, spelling Celsius. C L. Nope. Mariah's praying. She got it wrong. What? C L. C L. No, you did not. No, I did. No. Listen to the recording. I swear, I said C E L. Mariah, you're praying. Go ahead. Stop talking to me. Y'all are so mean to me. I said C E L, and all these people in here will know. All right. Well, Mariah's gonna pray us out. One one time. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. And I pray through the for the people who are going through change in their life. And I pray that they find God in that change because God is the answer for all of the problems that you may have. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. Hey, if you want to reach out to us, if you want somebody to talk to, um, maybe you're looking for some type of mentorship or any type of just discipleship or some help um or just like i said a shoulder to cry on or an ear to talk to you can reach us on facebook or instagram at youth unmasked we'd love to help you out make sure you uh share this podcast sometimes um all it takes is one share to save a life so um, we love you guys you're not alone we don't say these things because we hate you we actually say them because we love you so we'll see you guys next time bye